You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. <laughs> We're in multimedia today. <laughs> Guys, welcome. And as promised, we have the latest iTunes comment from Natty Boom Batty. Natty Boom Batty, a ebook is on its way to you faster fat loss and v well, no, we manual need, we need the email the email don't we send that to us <laughs> yeah so if you email us natty boom batty at admin at propanefitness.com we will email you we will email you with a special gift your prizes natty boom batty says informative funny and if you're a fan of facts over opinions this is the podcast for you these guys are not your average fit bros. The lads cover a lot of ground in all areas of self-improvement, not just the physical, but the mental, spiritual, and lifestyle elements as well. Crucially, they act, they actually walk the walk. Use of self-development experiments are always entertaining and occasionally even useful. So you're learning from someone else's experience. I only wish they made more of them. Keep up the good work. More, more importantly, would you rather live in the wilderness, far from civilization, or live on the streets of a city as a homeless person? Absolutely in the wilderness. <laughs> I love how I feel like. So, as the thing I find funny about reading these questions is, I look at it and think, Yusuf will think this is an obvious question. <laughs> but every, I think the reason that it's on a website, a page titled "The Only Would You Rather Questions You'll Ever Need," is that a lot of people find it hard. But see, you would rather do in the wilderness. I'm a big fan of... There are no resources in the wilderness other than natural resources. But like... Yeah, I'd, I'd, let's, I'd have to go a bit feral. But I would absolutely... Um, I'd, I much prefer solitary confinement. Cause, because of the people. Yeah. Right. And we, so you and I were... We, Johnny and I were out um, a, f- a few years ago. Probably the last time we've ever been mm. out on the tune. And... We saw a man, a homeless man, get pissed on, <laughs> and so people treat homeless. That was people. traumatic. Actually, it was awful. It was yeah. an absolute dickhead that was doing it. Like, but people treat homeless people with no respect, and I just feel like that guy who got pissed on was prob- at the time was probably thinking, you know what? I wish I was in the wilderness. I wish I was just foraging for berries because I wonder how hard it is if you are homeless and live in the city to get into the wilderness. Yeah, you've got to walk a long way, haven't you? Because you've got yeah. no transport. Unless mm. you try and smuggle. I suppose the, the nice thing about, say, the train is that you can achieve some transport. Well, actually, if, you can just get on any train, can't you? Like, Assuming no, the barriers aren't up. Hop, yeah, hop the barrier or just get on but a train by, by until the you time, get kicked off. But then there's still no consequence. There's a film about, you know, what's it called, Lion, about a kid that gets on a train in India and ends up on the other end of India. And India's big. Yeah. So... He didn't get charged by the ticket inspector. So, if you're homeless and listening to this, that's what to do. That's the conclusion. This, to this is story. a good one for you. Okay, I'm really interested to see what your answer is to this. Would you rather live somewhere without the internet or without air conditioning and heating? I basically live without heating anyway. So, do you really? Internet. Do you still it, have it To on? be fair, the heating's on now. Right. And it is flipping cold when it's not. You, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> Because you would die, wouldn't you? Like, it's, even in the UK, I, I don't think know. you'd die. Really? That feels very extreme. <laughs> no heating whatsoever. The, the, the only thing keeping us alive 
is heating. So my my heating broke a few weeks ago, and I was ah, I remember covered over fully like okay. rigors, and I was thinking I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I called up the heating company, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to have to disconnect your internet, and then your heating will come back on because we've only got enough room in one pipe." So and you were like, "Thank goodness, I was like, okay, I'm fine. not going to die." Yeah. So you would rather live without internet or without heating? I knew this would be difficult. What would you choose? <sighs> I suppose my, the first thing I think of is it'd be easier to get round lack of heating than it would without... Because you can't, like, Jimmy rig your own internet, can you? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you have to... Whereas you could wear a lot of clothes... I don't know whether fire's allowed. Like, yeah, could, could see, you... because fire is heating, just because it's not high-tech. Well, like, um, clothes are heating. And then and polystyrene cups with string is internet. So, <laughs> is it? Well, it's I a... Like it's phone. It's a form of peer-to-peer communication, <laughs> but... Yeah, so... You could, could you share a file? I suppose you could, you could read the file. Something I'd be really interested in, <laughs> for anyone listening, if you are a electrician or plumber or gas engineer... Will you fix use of heating? <laughs> Can have you ever either done or been tempted to roll back your own meter? <laughs> because I've heard of at least one electrician that does do that on a frequent basis. Where he didn't roll it back; he just froze it. But that means it can't be that. Is it that hard? I think with the manual ones, it's fine. But the digital ones, you not so much. Yeah. And then the smart ones, you've got to be an expert, expert hacker. What's the next question? By the way, we do have a topic. Today. Yeah. <laughs> we just haven't done... You've got to have a good purge, haven't you? Good, good, good Clean the tubes out. Would you rather be able to control fire or water? Fire would be more cool. Actually, no. Water Ignore that. Easy. That was a shit question. This is another good one okay. for you. Would you rather never be able to use a touchscreen or never be able to use a keyboard and mouse? Again, no question. <coughs> really? Absolutely. Touchscreens are the biggest... Pain so you can't in the use bum. Your phone. I don't care. Like I honestly, wow. keyboard. The, right. <laughs> for, any, for, for anyone listening, the keyboard is your number one source of productivity. And if you read Juju Mufu's article on this, he is fully behind me on this. I'm going to do a seminar soon or a webinar on Alfred because he doesn't like people. So the, yeah, he's a, virtually. But basically, the more you can keep your hands on the keyboard, the more you can stay on task. As soon as you start playing around with a mouse or a touchscreen or anything that involves just kind of mindless scrolling, you are destined to fall off task. So keyboard, 100%. Okay. What about you? I mean, you're on a touchscreen right now. Yeah, well, it it would be keyboard. Okay. Uh, Because I I think I would like a reason Mm -hmm. to have to give up this phone. Well, yeah, you got the light phone, didn't you? No, I I just bought a a shit phone. For twenty quid, I didn't buy a two hundred quid shit phone. The the light phone for anyone that doesn't know it looks like a credit card and it stores ten numbers, is it? And it can make calls. I think it just throws all of your iPhone information to it when you ask it to. Uh, okay, I don't so know. It's quite advanced. Though. Yeah, yeah. For oh, a, it's very for a bad phone. It's quite so you can like if 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 I were going to dinner, didn't want to take my mm-hmm. iPhone with me, you. 
turn on the iPhone, the light phone app, and then suddenly your light phone becomes your phone. I see. Whereas you, you got like a Nokia for people with hearing difficulties with massive, big buttons. massive numbers, seeing difficulties rather. Yeah. And uh, it only texts in capital letters, which and I really, really enjoy. You really appreciate actually a, a, like a QWERTY keyboard on a phone. What are you doing? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Because actually what it encourages you to do is just call people. Because you start typing a text message, yeah, I can't bother like, with this. Bollocks to I, this! I'm just yeah. going to ring them. So, today's topic is: What are the common features that we see in all of our clients that makes them successful? So, there are certain, and you can tell from the outset, from the first twenty minutes of speaking to someone, whether they are going to be one of these absolute gunners that just makes, yeah, make, makes like flying progress or not. And there are certain aspects of their character and their timing that determine whether they are going to be um, a pro. And then you see them a year later and they've transformed their physique. People are commenting on how they've become infinitely more productive and, and our Johnny is losing it for some reason. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to explain why. Okay. <laughs> you, you've got to try. I mean... Okay. So the reason I'm laughing is because I, for some reason, had a flashback to a couple of days ago. I was watching a video of Kelly Starette, and I just thought that over time, I swear his head has become more swollen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you said something, and I was like, I remember the last time you watched, I watched the video of him. And his, I On swear his, his face, no, no, it's a really recent one. His, his head just is outwards. He's maybe got a problem. I th- hope I, not, because I feel terrible. I think people do, their heads do seem to get rounder with age, don't they? Whether or not they get fatter, they just, it feels like you see someone when they're young and they've got square Round jaw, head. small head, maybe like a slightly tapered, and then over time it's just... Yeah. Strong guy competed in a powerlifting meet actually recently. Did he? Mm. Did quite perfectly. With feet perfectly forward. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So sorry, I absolutely railroaded you there. So... What are some of the commonalities that you see with your clients that make you think this guy's going to make it? The so in the first conversation, if they start talking about, um, if they start saying something like, "Oh, you know, in maybe we can change this slightly in six months' time," or you know, maybe. After a year of trying this, we can adapt it. Um, Realistic just timeline. An, yeah, an understanding that it's um, that not only does it take a while, but that they're willing for it to take a while, if that makes sense. Because I think yep. uh, accepting that it takes a long time to get abs or a big bench press or whatever is one thing, but actually saying, I'm willing to consistently action this stuff that you told me to do every single day for the next year mm-hmm. is, a, is a different thing. Because I think actually, for a lot of people, they get to, they try a few things, realize actually this is a year, I just can't be asked. Yeah, and I think that's more common than this is a year, bring it on. And so if, if those two things combined, I think tend to tend to create a client that in a year's time they'll be submit you know their progress photos will be on our Instagram or, or yep. whatever. Definitely, I think also any evidence of neurosis around scale weight tends to be a negative factor. I think if someone is willing to trust the process and not be too stuck on their their scale weight within short time frames, you know, mm-hmm. going up 
on Tuesday and then down on Wednesday and overthinking why that's the case and so on and just trusting averages and trends you know that that person is just going to be able to take care of the inputs and then the outputs will take care of themselves yeah yeah I suppose it's how do you because it's one thing us saying this is what successful people do Mm -hmm. but if (laughs) how do you know whether you're going to be successful well this is is the fallacy isn't it that a lot of people online are reading books about what's this billionaire's morning routine or what, <laughs> yeah. what, what how do I like yeah. think like a bit, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, you can try and reverse engineer it, but there are also like, and, and there, there are things that will work if you start emulating that. And with, with billionaires, okay, it's a bit different because fat loss is a, like, it's not a zero sum game. It's not, a, it's not a competition. And if you do the same things as someone else who lost fat, you will lose fat. Mm. You will that's get lovely, physically. actually. I've never yeah. thought about that. Like that. It's, a, it's a very, very wholesome experience. But you know, if you think about what's this billionaire done? He became a billionaire twenty years ago, when the market environment was different, and the, the, you know. So actually, if you try and emulate that now, those inputs are outdated. But your body is still your body. Have you heard the? I can't. Is it? Someone's like when aliens land on Earth. And everyone's lining up to ask him questions. Mm-hmm. And one dickhead shouts, what's your morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> We've not heard that before. I just think that's brilliant. It just summarises, like, <laughs> modern so, m- millennial content on the internet, doesn't it? Oh, mate, mate. Oh, what's your morning routine, mate? <laughs> How did you crack travelling faster than the speed of light? Well, I wake up and I, I journal. And then I meditate. For three minutes. And then and I, I start brewing my, my special coffee um, on a aero press. And, and then, then I, I jump on a trampoline and then go for a walk. And then I make a spacecraft that allows me to travel faster than the speed of light. I take my probe for, for the humanoids and I, <laughs> I abduct one. And I begin my uh, morning routine. Um, so the other thing that I've seen... And Mike, if you're listening, we have a superstar client called Mike who Milk is his name and uh, he does call himself Milk on social media he does Um, he he basically um, over the over the last few years never really paid much attention to diet to training kind of had it trundling along but never had enough crit activation energy to move things forward when I spoke to him he was like right I've had enough I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it I'm just going to jump in starting this day. Um, and a lot of people say that. You hear a lot of the, oh, yeah, yeah, mate, diet starts Monday. But the difference is that when you actually see week one, week two, and, you know, there's no way to predict from the outside necessarily, but he just hit it with everything, fully transformed his habits. Um, and ironically, the... Not, okay... It, it was all it was all in one go, which we usually recommend people don't do because then it becomes this unsustainable thing. But clearly, he got to a point where he was so sick of the the sum total of everything that had happened to that point. He was just like, "Right, I'm doing it." And here we are, eight months later. He's fully transformed his body, his mindset. He's way more productive. His mood is better. Everyone's um, commenting to him saying. What what's what's got into you? Something's really changed. You seem to have really got it together. And what's this? Oh, there, there's this streak on uh... on a meditation app because I'm friends with him on this meditation app. 145 consecutive days of meditation. 
107 hours of meditation since September 2018. So it's almost an hour a day. Very consistent. Very, very. I mean, for anyone who's ever tried, even just... So that's one small change that he's made across a whole spectrum of changes. If you've ever tried just meditating, mm. it takes immense patience. It's a great marker of discipline, actually. If you, you know, you see someone and, and that's it, that's like, just there's a number there and it's like, mm. oh, well, that's instantly a marker of consistency, discipline, being able to sit with discomfort. And then, of course, being able to um, handle hunger, training um, f- consistently, all that stuff becomes quite easy when you've got this mm. pulse of a habit that just takes you through your day. So, so, that, so hearing you explain that, I think, reminds me of the first time that woman very nearly just crashed her car. Where, where we're recording this, if you're listening, um, we're sat basically in, in a bay window. So you can see there's a lot of things are happening if you're if you're watching, a lot of things are happening behind the camera a lot. I know you deal with this constantly, mm-hmm. but for me, it's quite novel. When you see someone almost hitting your car, or, <laughs> well, or actually hitting your car three times in the last really, few minutes, yeah, people knocking my wing mirror off. I just tuck it in now, oh, um, and someone's just stapled a lost cat uh, poster on. It's like plumbing the plumbing tape, isn't it? I think that's what that is. I always thought the lost cat poster is a very cartoon thing, but obviously it's. Actually I wonder what the. I'd love to see some data of how the success rate, uh, yeah. conversion rates. On I just the, can't believe they work. Maybe it's a lead magnet. Maybe he's he's actually doing it to gain an audience, and then he's going to pitch something to them. He'd be like, oh, actually, there wasn't the last cat. This was very much like the. Um, oh, have you have you ever thought that um, you you need a, a better washing machine in your life? Or, <laughs> He's like, oh, it's been done again. <laughs> what was that thing, Kobe, Coney, Coney, twenty twelve. So that rings a bell. That was a viral video about some fake charitable um, oh, yeah. fundraising thing. And yeah. it was really just to... It was either a scam or it was to pitch something. Yeah, was, I remember that. Devious. This lost cat guy is just doing it big style. Maybe he's just, it's just the fire Festival. And he's just promoting the fire Festival. Maybe that's it. Hey, Johnny here. Just a really quick interruption to this episode to let you know about a resource we now have up and running on propinfitness.com. One of the most popular questions we get from readers and listeners is, hey guys, what would you recommend for my starting calories for fat loss or muscle gain? How much protein, carbs, fat? How many calories should I eat to begin my journey as a starting point? Normally, this is something that we do for clients when they come into our program, the Propin Protocol. But recently, we have opened up the calculator that we use for all of our clients so that you can get a free calculation, a free starting point of what we would recommend if you were to start as a client with us for your protein, carbs, fats, and calories overall for either fat loss or muscle gain, customized to you and your goal. If you want to get access to that, it is totally free. You just have to go to propinfitness.com forward slash calculator, enter your information, and we will send your macros and your calorie recommendations to that email address. And we'll also send you a few free resources over email just to pad that out and ensure that you have the best possible chances of reaching your goals in fat loss and muscle gain. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So what were we saying? Oh yeah. So the first time that I uh, sort of successfully lost weight myself, um, the results of that are actually still on the Propane Fitness website. If you, if you Google Propane Fitness Johnny Transformation, you'll see it. Um, quite embarrassing. But the thing that triggered that was what you just said, which was, I've had enough of this. And it's the, 
it's when things switch from this is a bit irritating. I'd kind of prefer to not, you know, to be a bit leaner or whatever. Switches to I'm pissed off now. So but it's not it's not really hunger, is it? It's more just like it's anger. Yeah. And I think if someone's angry about something, that you know, the whole thing of you only take action when the pain of not doing it is greater than the pain of doing it. Mm-hmm. You need you almost need that to be the case for every time you have the situation and the thought of I'll just stay in bed or I'll just have I'll just go over my macros today or yeah. whatever. You need the like actually no, it really pisses me off when I look in the mirror <laughs> in the morning to drive you. And it doesn't mean that you have to be beating down on yourself all the time or that no, you have it to does. hate yourself. You have to hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like you can I it, it's very possible to have that sense of being pissed off with self-compassion at the same time mm-hmm. um, because one drives your behaviour the other drives your attitude towards yourself you know you, it doesn't mean because I, I think there's there's two camps with this there's the idea that like oh mate I just need to love myself and learn to accept myself and then there's this um, so like the whole camp of um, you should remain fat because um, self-love is what it's all about which is a false dichotomy but it's very carefully mixed mm. in so that people it slips by people actually if you really loved yourself you would take the steps to be the best version of yourself that you could be and realize that regardless of how much you accept your yourself in terms of being fat and out of shape in actually deep down you probably don't accept yourself like that even if you tell yourself that you do because um, otherwise you wouldn't be having this conversation with yourself about trying to accept yourself so and certainly wouldn't be shouting about it absolutely telling other people yeah so the the fat acceptance thing unfortunately people are prejudiced the data shows that people see someone who is overweight and they conflate that person without having met them with certain characteristics of being lazy and being stupid are the the common um things that people associate with with being fat and so you owe it to yourself to remove those labels especially if it's something that is going you're going to be carrying around and giving you huge benefits day to day so the, the rationale just doesn't hold up either if you if you carry it over to any other area of your life like i love myself so i'm just going to spend all my money um, or I'm just gonna, I'll just sleep in and not go to work. I'll quit my job. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never like, I'll take something out of the cupboard and never put it away. I'll not clean up any of the dishes that I use because I, I, lo- I just love myself. And so I shouldn't have to do anything difficult or, um, I shouldn't have to do anything that, that means that I, I slightly have to go out of my way for the, fu- for the gain of, of future me. And it's like, yeah, you, you, you don't have to, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. stay, you stay as you are, but, but don't be, nothing... don't be inconsistent with your beliefs and don't, don't, don't be pissed <laughs> off when nothing changes. You know, mm. this is, um, a quote from the, uh, whatever you think of him, the Jordan Peterson book, uh, where he was like, don't say I shouldn't have to do X, Y, Z to motivate myself. What do you know about yourself? You're somewhere between um, the most complex being in the known universe and you can't operate your own microwave. <laughs> and it's like, it's very true, like, to mm. say I shouldn't have to X. Like, well, unfortunately, you're not above that. Mm. Um, we do have to treat ourselves like a kid sometimes. And this comes down to why we use cold turkey so much, which is an <laughs> app on the MacBook or Mac um, that you can get. 
which basically like it's, it's as if every time you go and get a slice of pizza it just slaps it out of your hand um and it's completely brutal like it's totally savage it does not allow any leeway with this <clears throat> and the great thing about it is that it just takes any of that decision making any of that higher function out of the question out of the decision making process so you try and open facebook whatever it just goes no 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 and as a result you don't have to then fatigue yourself with the decision making with trying to be disciplined because it will just make those decisions for you yeah how did we get there through being pissed off being pissed off and then accept self-acceptance self-love so and it's it's kind of annoying because these conclusions come out to quite glib things but it's it's true and the reason they're glib is because they're stereotyped because they they are the consistent factors in success in a diet or in a training program which are being sufficiently pissed off so as you said the pain of staying the same it becomes so great that the pain of um that, that it exceeds the pain of actually doing the work yeah preparation and a realistic time frame and also not being so neurotically obsessed with the little ups and down swings of body weight. Sounds like a little thing, but people get so caught up in that that they end up self-sabotaging. And actually, if you have a six-month or a year time frame with your progress, it just takes the pressure off, because then you know that you can just put the inputs in place, things go on in the background, it becomes second nature, and then six months later, you've, you've, you've taken your eye off the ball, but the habits have been um, doing themselves. And you wake up one day and you're like, oh, oh bloody look, hell. look at all the progress I've made. So <clears throat> in terms of how do you do those things? So how do you get mad at current reality? The The easiest way to do that, f- at least for in my experience for me, is take things, use things that can be quantified. So take a, a, pr- take a photo of yourself in unforgiving lighting. So next to a window take a photo of front and back weigh yourself in in the morning naked look at your weight try you know if you, you can go down the roots of, of like having your body fat estimates and things like that but but for most people coming face to face with this is how much i weigh and this is what i look like that is that is reality and that's you know it's easy to um if you're unhappy with how you look for example or unhappy with how you feel um it's easy to to dress in a way that masks that or it's easy to tell yourself that it's not important but if you come face to face with this is the situation if it if it upsets you that's fuel to do something about it love yourself enough to say i deserve better than this i deserve to treat myself to treat my body to feed my body in a way that is better than what i'm currently doing especially if you if you've never experienced it before it's the you know the feeling you get when you tidy your room or tidy your house and everything is in order and everything feels much better and you wake up to a tidy bedroom and you feel like a different person you had exactly the same thing from walking past the mirror and thinking bloody hell mm-hmm. i look i can't believe i look like that like i didn't think that was possible you just you're, you're in an advantageous position rather than a disadvantaged position purely from a decision you made with your diet and training so um measure take take measurements take a photo uh, weigh yourself, get, come face to face with, with the, the situation. And also just consider things like, you know, how, how tired do I feel? How, uh, how much energy do I have? What's my sleep like? Cause if those things aren't great, chances are they feed off things that you can control. hundred percent. So 
you definitely owe yeah these are these are things that you owe to yourself um your match.com article yeah just reminded me of an article that I wrote for Match.com, the dating website. They asked me the to big, write... The big dating website that you've definitely heard of. You definitely... Yousef wrote for them. I, just, yeah. So... Just thought we'd mention it. Just, uh... So, they asked, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they asked us to write an article about body confidence. Now, I just want to really clarify that, um... This is not about... That, that, that there really is a distinction between being pissed off at the position you're in and separating that from who you are. And recognizing that um, actually it's the more self-hateful, it's the more self-destructive approach to not give yourself what you've been hungering for. That's a, but not literally. No, no, I don't mean cream cakes. That there, I'm not donut. Yeah, abs. Abs. You're hungering for abs. What a terrible <laughs> analogy. Okay, but the. Um, Okay, so here we go. Anthony DeMello, who can speak London much better than I can, speak London. says, One understands one's self-worth when one no longer identifies or defines oneself in terms of these transient things. So again, it's separating the behavior from the person. And you can do this with other people as well. And it's the best way to generate compassion for someone is someone's done something that's pissed you off. It doesn't mean they are a pissy person. It means that... <laughs> Their behaviour was bad, but they they might fundamentally be a good person, and so you don't then have to bring both down with each other. Um, so the six tips to body confidence are on the website. You can check them out in the show notes for the link. Um, there's also a video called "You Are Not Your Body Fat Percentage." Got a few comments on this of people saying this uh, really shifted my perspective, but. The key things are, number one, understand your own programming, understand your biases, understand the way that people perceive you if you um, if you are a waste man or if you are not in the, you know, you, you haven't got the physique that you, that you want. Um, number two, strive to withdraw your identification from that physique. See it objectively. As Johnny says, get some objective, measure, measurable things that you can... Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Number three, rekindle your drive for physical, mental, and spiritual growth rather than using the gym to fuel approval-seeking patterns. Number four, start on a time-tested, evidence-based training and diet approach. Mm, I wonder where you can. Uh, if only get there was a that. place that you could go that had all of that. Oh well, I, I guess you'll have to find somewhere. Maybe uh, like like if like propanefitness.com. Propane that, that would be yeah. Um, and then fall in love with the process. Prove those results to yourself. And then as you start to gain that momentum, the sense of accomplishment persists beyond the physical. You start to recognize that you are capable of more and that you deserve this. You, you deserve the, the fruits of your labor. And then allow that to start permeating the other dimensions of your life. So I did a, a webinar recently that spoke about how... Um, so the, the, when the four-minute mile was first broken by Roger Bannister. It was then subsequently broken, 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 broken again, like two months later by a guy called John Landy and how crazy that is. This does have a point, I promise. Um, how crazy that is that something's never been done and then it's done twice. So this idea that, um, what is a perceived as impossible is proven to be possible. And then suddenly it becomes much easier. And for, for people that when we're helping clients, I think they perceive... So if someone's never been in, sh in shape before or in 
in a condition that they're happy with, body fat wise, physique wise, health wise, energy wise, whatever. They've never experienced that before. So they perceive that as a four minute mile. When they break through that, they tend to then break four minute miles in other areas of their life. So what we were mentioning about how Mike has a 145 day meditation streak. If we'd asked him a year ago, like, Mike, do you think that's possible? He'd be like, well, you know, come on, that's a massive, Mm. but suddenly you transform yourself physically. And then, as you say, like, then you find yourself doing, doing more meditation. You find accident, you've done a triathlon (laughs) or, you know, a guy called Denzel, who's another client did a triathlon and a powerlifting meet. You've then empowered the yourself. Year. You've been like, well, you know what? I've done it before. I can do so it again. I'll do it again. It's easier yeah. to, and like you've, you've created that neural pathway. You've greased the groove. You've, your body is now at a new set point. And so then even if you fall out of shape, it's much easier to get back into it mm. to retrace steps that you've already done than it would be to create that, that new, um, uncharted territory. So step one is get mad, get cross get angry with your current situation and then accepting that it's going to take a while, that it's not going to happen in 28 days or six weeks or 12 weeks, but you need to be set on the right path. Cause the worst thing you can do is accept that this is going to take a year and spend a year being patient, but doing the wrong things or doing things that, you know, heart heartbreaking, mm-hmm. isn't it? Well, you know, we've, so, we've been there. Yeah. We've, we've been following really hard programs yeah. But just doing it wrong, like eating far too many calories, but of all clean food, like plowing in the broccoli and, and like, and, um, boiled, boiled liver. That was a big one for me. Eating, liver. eating a kilo of boiled liver a day with of loads of broccoli and stuff. Yeah. And that was about three and a half thousand calories, trying to lose fat, retching every time I ate, not enjoying the fact that I was overeating and not going towards my goal. And I did that for probably I don't think I eat you about that or a year so well it, I mean we, we've just been through the point <laughs> is we've done so many really stupid experiments that needed quite a lot of effort and a lot of willpower and so as Johnny said like you what you don't want to do is apply all of this energy to something and actually have the wrong method because then you stumbled at the first hurdle and that's where we come in that's where if you subscribe to our podcast subscribe to the YouTube channel and put in your details into you into our calculator you'll get your macros and it'll give you the target macros that are evidence-based along with some of the experience we've had from clients to um, over 2,000 people that we've worked with to adjust that and make sure that you're moving in line with your goal so that, yeah that's I mean that's the starting point so if you don't have a starting point um, go get that so go use a calculator um, and go pick up like unless you've read a review, unless you've given us a good review and we sent this to you for free, you can go pick up uh, faster fat loss or the V taper manual for like pennies compared to what most people charge for, for programs. So that's a good starting point. And then honestly, um, what you'll find, what we find, what nearly, well, certainly everybody we work with finds is that you, you tend to lose steam on your own when you, when you account for the fact that in a month's time, you are probably aren't going to look much different. Like the scale may say something different. Photos may be slightly different, but realistically, if you've got a good amount of weight to lose, you, you are talking about probably the next year of your life to make a dramatic transformation, especially if you're new to this stuff. So that's why um, we offer coaching services. That's why people hire personal trainers um, because accountability creates the consistency. But I think that something that 
most clients that I have realized that they wouldn't have guessed beforehand is that when people think of um, getting in kind of bikini body or beach body shape, they, they think of this like perfect 16 week diet where everything goes perfectly right and it's everything goes 100% a plan and there's no deviations, no cheat meals, no holidays, no nothing. When actually the people who end up being really successful just shoot for just chipping that average weight down every week and eventually they get there. It's really that, unsexy. It but... is, yeah. It's something I say to my client, they have a bad week and I'll say like, if all you do is every week your average weight is down by a negative number, you will eventually reach your goal. And quite often right. their idea of a bad week is something subjective, but their weight is down. Yeah. And that was the goal. And you're like, well, hang on, if we look at the numbers, this was a good week. Mm. So yeah, it might feel like a bad one, but the, how you feel is irrelevant really because yeah. Yeah. the numbers that you're aiming for have fallen Tell in the place. Truth. And that's, I suppose that's what comes with, because once you, so once you've, once you're annoyed enough to start making this change, you've acquired the, you, you know, like, okay, I'm, as long as I stay on this road, I trust the process enough to get me to where I want to get to. It's then, well, how long can I stay on the road for without having a dramatic derail? And that's what just comes with just learning to enjoy the, the day-to-day or make the, the day-to-day as enjoyable as possible and accepting that all you've got to do each week is just edge forward. What, what do you see in the topic of this podcast? The successful traits. The, well, they've, just, they've, they've got everything they need now. Got, you've got a whole lot, including six steps for body confidence. And uh, the answer God. to why keyboard is far better than touchscreen. Mm. And that he- a lack of heating will kill you. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I've learned from this podcast. <laughs> Fact. There we go. <laughs> Facts. Okay, Bye. Bye bye. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode. So we have an opportunity for you, something that we have put together that is totally free, that is a synthesis of everything that Yusuf and I have learned in fat loss, muscle gain, nutrition, training, lifestyle, habits, the works. Everything that you hear on these podcasts, condensed and more, condensed into a synthesis of seven days of learning and immersive experience to totally overhaul, enhance and accelerate the results you're getting currently in your training and your nutrition, no matter how advanced you are or aren't. We put together a virtual learning interactive coaching experience called the 7-Day Kickstart that you can take part in whenever you're ready to. To join, simply go profitfitness.com forward slash 7-Day Kickstart. Enter your details and you'll be sent everything that you need. You'll be coached by the Profit Fitness coaching team over seven days for free. You'll get seven days of content sent to your email completely for free. And it gives you a look behind the scenes of what we do with clients and gives you a ton of information that previously was only available to paying clients inside of our world. So propinfitness.com forward slash seven day kickstart to take part. And we hope to see you inside. See you in the next episode. Speak soon.